Legal Thoughts, Coleman Jackson, Attorney and Counselor at Law. Welcome to Legal Thoughts. My name is Coleman Jackson, and I am an attorney at Coleman Jackson PC, a taxation, litigation, and immigration law firm based in Dallas, Texas. In addition to myself, we have Alexis Brewer, Tax Legal Assistant, Liliani Gautiera, Litigation Legal Assistant, Gladys Marcos, Immigration Legal Assistant, and Johanna Power, Tax Legal Assistant. On today's Legal Thoughts podcast, our Tax Legal Assistant, Alexis Brewer, will be interviewing me on the important topic of federal tax obligations of the gig worker. Hi, everyone. My name is Alexis Brewer, and I am a tax legal assistant at the Tax, Litigation, and Immigration Law Firm of Coleman Jackson Professional Corporation. Our law firm is located at 6060 North Central Expressway, Suite 620, right here in Dallas, Texas. Good afternoon, attorney. Thank you for agreeing to sit with me as I interview you with respect to this super relevant tax topic in the gig economy. We're going to talk about federal tax obligations of a gig worker. Let's jump right into it. My first question, what is gig work and who classifies as a gig worker? Good afternoon, Alexis. The IRS defines gig work as any activity where people earn income providing on-demand work, services, or goods. Often it's through a digital platform like an app or website. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen an increase in gig workers. Gig work includes jobs like on driving for ride-sharing apps or deliveries, for example, Uber, Amazon, DoorDash, Number two, running errands or completing tasks, for example, Instacart or TaskRabbit. Three, selling goods online or renting equipment, for example, Etsy or online shops. Four, renting out property or part of it, for example, Airbnb or Tuvero. Five, providing creative or professional services, for example, Upwork or Handy.com. And six, any other temporary on-demand or freelance work. Okay, that brings me to my second question. What do gig workers need to know about their federal tax obligations? Great question. First and foremost, Alexis, gig workers must know that gig work is taxable under the Internal Revenue Code. Whether it's a full-time job or just a side hustle, taxpayers must report gig income on their federal tax return. Under the 2021 American Rescue Act, the reporting threshold for gig workers was reduced to $600 with no minimum transaction requirements. That means regardless of how many jobs or transactions a gig worker has, If the gig worker made more than $600 during a calendar year or tax period, they are required to pay taxes on that income. So question number three, what taxes are gig workers responsible for? This is a very complex question and requires a nuanced answer since it depends on whether the gig worker is properly classified 
as an employee or as an independent contractor. The IRS defines an employee as anyone who performs work when an employer has the right to control what will be done and how it will be done, even if the employer gives freedom of action. This is the most intuitive classification because it is the normal employee-employer relationship we're used to seeing. When a gig worker is classified as an employee, their employer withholds required taxes from the employee's paycheck, such as income taxes, social security taxes, and Medicare. Let me point out that Texas does not have a state income tax. As with typical employee-employer jobs, gig employees who are properly classified as employees will receive a standard form W-2 at the end of the tax period, and it will include the gig earnings reported on their W-2. The, the more difficult situation or complex situation occurs when a gig worker is properly classified as an independent contractor. The general rule is that a worker is an independent contractor if the payer has the right to control or direct only the result of the work and not what will be done and how it will be done. Independent contractors can hire others to do their work. Unlike employees, independent contractors do not have withholding taxes taken out of their paychecks before they receive them. This means independent contractors will receive annually a Form 1099 instead of a Form W-2. Independent contractors are responsible for paying self-employment taxes. Self-employment taxes consist of the same two parts, Social Security and Medicare with the exception that employers pay one half of these taxes in the case of an employee, but independent contractors pay the entire amount of these taxes. Wow. Okay, so question four. How will gig workers know if they are employees or if they're independent contractors? Excellent question, Alexis. It is the employer or business owner who will make this classification because they are, they are ultimately responsible for withholding taxes if the worker is an employee. Tax law imposes a duty on employers to withhold taxes from workers who are classified as employees. The employer takes the first whack at this. If the employer cannot decide whether the, the worker should be classified as an employee or an independent contractor, they may file form SS4 with the Internal Revenue Service and the IRS will make the determination. Form SS4 can be filed by the employer or the worker. Currently, the IRS may take up to six months to process form SS4. To determine if a worker is an employee or an independent contractor, the employer will examine the relationship between the worker and the business. The IRS will do the same thing if a Form SS-4 is filed and that they make the determination. Employers will need to consider all evidence of the degree of control and independence in their relationship with the worker. The facts that provide this evidence fall into three categories, behavioral control, financial control, 
and relationship of the parties. Behavior control covers facts that show if the business has a right to direct and control what work is accomplished and how the work is done through instructions, training, or other means. Financial control covers facts that show if the business has a right to direct or control the financial and business aspects of the worker's job. This includes such things as, number one, the extent to which the worker has unreimbursed business expenses. Two, the extent of the worker's investment in the facilities or tools used in performing the services, providing the products. Three, the extent to which the worker makes his or her services available in the relevant marketplace, general public. Four, the extent to which the worker can realize a profit or incur a loss. And five, how the business pays the worker. Relationship of the parties covers facts that show the type of relationship the parties has. This includes such things as, number one, written contracts or oral agreements describing the relationship the parties intended to create. Two, whether the business provides the worker with employee-type benefits, such as insurance, pension plan, vacation pay, sick pay. Three, the permanency of the relationship. And four, the extent to which services performed by the worker are a key aspect of the regular business of the company or employer. Employers will need to consider the entire relationship with the worker when determining whether to classify the worker as an employee or independent contractor. Proper classification of workers is governed by federal and state labor laws, and misclassification of workers can carry huge federal and state consequences. Okay, attorney. So let's say a gig worker is classified as an independent contractor, and therefore they're responsible for that self-employment tax you were talking about. What does this mean? Well, Alexis, if a gig worker is classified as an independent contractor, they are responsible for self-employment taxes. The United States tax system is a pay-as-you-go system, which means that gig workers classified as independent contractors who earned over $600 during the tax period are required to pay quarterly estimated tax payments to the IRS. The general rule is that everyone is required to pay federal taxes as they earn or receive the income. It's a pay-as-you-go tax system. Estimated tax payments are required when earned income is not subject to automatic withholdings, such as those of an employee, and taxpayers expect to have tax liability at the end of the year. Estimated taxes are calculated at the beginning of the year and are paid on a quarterly basis, typically due on April the 15th, June 15th, and September 15th of the tax year. And the final payment is made, estimated tax payment that is, is made on January the 15th of the following year. Failure to pay estimated tax on a quarterly basis could result in a tax penalty assessment by the Internal Revenue Service. Attorney, thank you so much for such clear and thorough answers to my questions this afternoon. We've discussed a lot in a very short period of time. So let me try to wrap up my questions regarding the gig worker and the federal income taxes with this one final question. 
what are the big takeaways for gig workers? Thank you, Alexis, because you are right. The gig economy took off during the pandemic. Let me summarize this way. One, the main takeaway is that gig work is taxable, is subject to federal tax laws and state laws. Two, the next big takeaway is that gig workers' tax reporting responsibilities are based on how their company, employer, classifies them, either as an employee or as an independent contractor. If they don't know how they should be classified, the employer and or the employee or worker can file form SS4 with the Internal Revenue Service and Internal Revenue Service will make the determination based on all the facts and circumstances that we previously discussed. If a gig worker is classified as an employee, taxes will be withheld from their paycheck and they will receive a standard form W-2 at the end of the year. If a gig worker is classified as an independent contractor, no taxes are withheld and they are responsible for paying self-employment taxes for earnings over $600, as well as make those estimated tax, uh, quarterly estimated tax payments that I previously discussed. Number three, finally, the, la the last major takeaway is that if a gig worker is an independent contractor and is responsible for self-employment taxes, they may also be required to make quarterly estimated income tax payments directly to the IRS. I can't overemphasize that. They may be required to make quarterly estimated income taxes if they are properly classified as independent contractors. Well, all right, attorney, that will wrap us up. Thank you so much for sitting with me today to explain how the U.S. law, first, how it defines what the term gig workers even means in the federal tax law. Secondly, how the law splits gig workers into those two broad categories as either employees or independent contractors. And lastly, how U.S. tax law imposes varying federal tax obligations and responsibilities on gig workers, depending on how they're classified as either that employee or independent contractor. It seems like the overall idea here is that gig workers need to be aware of how their employees are classifying them, especially if they're independent contractors. Attorney, another general takeaway is that surprises are not good where federal tax obligations and responsibilities are concerned. To our listeners who want to hear more podcasts like this one, please subscribe to our Legal Thoughts podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Everyone take care and come back in about two weeks for more taxation, litigation, and immigration legal thoughts from Coleman Jackson PC, located right here in Dallas, Texas at 6060 North Central Expressway, Suite 620, Dallas, Texas 75206. For our English callers who wanna call in, our number is 214-599-0431. For our Spanish callers, the number is 214-599-0432. And for our Portuguese callers, the number is 214-272-3100. Have a great day, everyone. This is the end of Legal Thoughts for now. 
thank you for giving us the opportunity to inform you about federal tax obligations of the gig worker. If you want to see or hear more taxation, contract litigation, and immigration legal thoughts from Coleman Jackson, PC, subscribe to our Legal Thoughts podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned. We are here in Dallas, Texas, and want to inform, educate, and encourage our communities on topics dealing with taxation, contracts, contract litigation, and immigration. Until next time, take care.